Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. And welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and the truth is I gave my chunk away a long time ago. My whole chunk. And I never really got it back. That's gross. And I'm Carter. You show up here after seven years without so much as a, Hey there, hunk. Remember me? Your wife? Or a, Hi, honey. Looking good. How's the family? Nice. Hey, why are you? The hunk because basically because of my wife. Okay. Okay. Chelsea. We all have wives too. I don't get why you keep doing this. You're you have to stop bragging about being married. (laughs) Chelsea (laughs) uh, helped plan a party for uh, her boss, her boss's wife's fortieth birthday. Boss's wife's fortieth birthday. Yep. And it was wonderful. And I got to see in some entertainment at the end of the night. A uh, the guy who sang or who played the role of Jean Valjean mm. for over mm. ten years on Broadway, the longest running Jean Valjean, got to hear him sing, and it was amazing. Wow! And it was such a unique experience because that's not ever. It's funny because it wasn't really a coffee shop vibe, but it was like an intimate. You don't really yeah. get Broadway. He was singing on like right. a, you on yeah. an intimate vibe like that. You you do. Now we talked after. So the name is pronounced Jean Valjean, right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I just want to make it sure wrong. that you. See, the joke I was going for with that name is that you said he was the longest running. So I was going to say Les Mis. Jean Valjean Day. <laughs> Long so. Valjean. Yeah, that's the best one. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> yep, pretty good. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, I saw Long Valjean at a party. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It made me feel real hunky. That's awesome. Hey, did you guys know that we're going to talk about a movie? No, I do now. <gasps> you know what that movie's called? Uh-huh. Sweet, Sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. I just said Wheat Home Alabama. I missed the S. Don't worry, that song's in here twice. Movie real, keep on turning. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hey, Remember when I called it Abilema? I, I listened to that a few times. It sounded Ab- like... Abilema. It sounded like... <laughs> Whoa, Black Betty. Whoa. <laughs> 100%. Which is very funny. Hey, Doge. Yep. Do you, by any chance, have a synopsis for moi? You know I do. Okay, that's what I thought. This week, we have a special feature on our program. Oh, boy. It is a guest synopsis from IMDb. Yay. Written by IMDb user K. <laughs> like the letter? Well, there's one of those at the beginning, but it's K-A-Y. Okay. Melanie Carmichael. An up and rising fashion designer Uh-oh. in New York has gotten almost everything she wished for since she was little. She has a great career and the JFK like fiance of New York City. But when he proposes to her, she doesn't forget about her family back down south. More importantly, her husband back there, who refuses to divorce her ever since she sent the papers seven years ago. 
To set matters straight, she decides to go to the South quick and make him sign the papers. When things don't turn out the way she planned them, she realizes that what she had before in the South was far more perfect than the life she had in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly. She has the JFK-like fiancé of New York City. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's the only you know, time there's one in every city. anyone's the ever one. referred to as that. Yeah. There's one in every city, and she got the New York um, one. Quickly, let's go ahead and say how we watched it. Okay. Do we want to say yeah, how yeah. we watched it? Yeah, sure. Because uh, I, I keep forgetting to share that. Right. Yeah. I was Amazon Prime. I watched it on Vudu. I watched it on uh, USA's app. I okay. found out if I just typed in my TV provider, I got it for free. Very you cool. Know, and you know what? Characters are welcome. Mm, characters are Characters welcome. are welcome. Okay, I, I warned you two before we started that I was I'm going to kick things off a little weird this week. Um, I'm not going to rate the movie right off the bat. I'll save that for the end. But that's good. Here we go. I did not like this. <laughs> okay. All right. And I have to say that up front because it's going to be so hard for me to pretend I liked it for the next 50 something minutes. Which is not what we do. No, it's not. But if no. I want to like, Try and like give any hope that something's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you feel like we should have done that before Notebook? Um, a little for me, but like, I just want to be very clear. This was a tough watch for Jordan. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. Almost right out of the gate, it was a it was a rough one. Yeah, it was a it it kind of had me scratching my head in terms of its appeal. Yeah, a yeah. little. Uh, you know, in, in our episode yesterday too, we talked about how this was like a considered like a top 10 yeah. type popular movie set in the South. It yeah. was like top seven. Uh, and so... Well, like we'll, Callie loves this movie. Chelsea does too. And we'll get into it in a little bit. But I read a really fascinating article that has to deal with culturally why okay, we okay. tend to like movies like this. Um, that is interesting. And we'll we'll do that at some point after we get into the plot and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, I, that's fine to say. No one no one in this room feels offended. Yeah. I, I knew nobody would be offended, but I just wanted to... To jump off the high dive at the beginning so that we can swim through the murky waters. Yeah, of, maybe that's a good I thing. I mean, if to they've say, listened like, to a second of the podcast, they've already downloaded it. So uh, yeah, we don't need fair. them to listen to the whole that's thing. Okay. We got your number. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe that's a good thing to say, though. Like, if you voted for this movie, I mean, a lot of people uh, did. And, and statistically, lots of you did. The things we're about to say <laughs> in no way reflect on your taste in films. No, not at all. Of course, they reflect completely on our taste in films. And you know what? I, I'm, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and preface it right now with the article that I read. Okay, yes. yeah, because I think yeah. that will be helpful to the rest good. of the conversation, uh, and to keep those of you that are turning us down right now. Please help. No. Um, come back, come back. Unless you're like turning us down because you're navigating somewhere. This, this yeah, writer, a police it, it was car. a writer for the New York Times and he actually, it was written this year and it was talking basically about Weird. the history of romantic comedy. First of all, um, it does tend to appeal more to women, understandably. And, okay. and what's interesting is because uh, it, it was cool. And again, any kind of theory is not for everybody and you get to decide whatever you want about theory. But personally, theory fascinates me. Um, but... First of all, there's a, a big influence a lot of the times of what we were raised in and what even we were playing with. So how things market to us. We were given a chance. I remember us sitting down. Uh, your wives were there. I, I can't remember where Chelsea was, but we watched together uh, in game, and there was a Fast and Furious preview before that. <laughs> the three of well, four of us, including Adam, just about ripped all our clothes off yeah, yeah. and went and bought steak and ate it and yeah, just right, very really primitive manly things and the girls are rolling their eyes and they're like, what is appealing about this? That doesn't look fun at all. 
And a lot of it has to do with, for some people, if you grew up with Hot Wheels and action figures and you were told this is this is what it means to be in fantasy land like a man, like a fun thing, yeah. or with Polly Pocket and a Barbie house. And it's all about a drawbridge experience of how do you find Mr. Right. Yeah. And so hmm. that tends yeah. to that tends to structure romantic comedies. Right. So very early on, um, there's this this writer considered several heydays of romantic comedy. So the 80s were very interesting. And, and it goes through talking about uh, the surrogate of a plot of the drawbridge. So the drawbridge is exactly what we saw in Sleepless in Seattle. It yeah. was a, the entire time is we're trying to have our love interests meet and fall in love, like be right. officially in love. Right. And this is even Shakespearean. Like there's stuff that goes back yeah. to where how he, I mean, he did romantic comedies. I mean, a lot of his most famous stuff, like... Summer Night's Dream, and obviously Romeo and Juliet is a tragedy, but of the true. there usually is, yeah. even, even in the side characters, a drawbridge experience. And so the 80s did it, but what happens culturally too is all of a sudden now, uh, we really had a lot of damsels because it was like their identity was found in the per- in the man that they sure. would find. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of gets into, so in 2009, seven of the top 40 highest grossing movies were rom-coms. Wow. Last year, Zip. Nothing in the top mm. 40 was even considered a rom-com. Even if you th- had things like The Big Sick, all of a sudden now, it was flipped. So now the man finds his identity in the woman. So The Big Sick is like, she's in a coma the whole time. She really isn't a part of a drawbridge. It's a one, one-way one street. And so these things happen. And even in, so it, it comes back in the 90s. And then you start to see, they talk about Meg Ryan. Because okay. in When yeah. Harry Met Sally, this was a essentially a draw. Like at the end of When Harry Met Sally, they come to an agreement and like no one really wins. In Sleepless right. in Seattle, it's like, I don't know. There's almost a side. There's like a, well, uh, Tom Hanks gets to fill the hole of losing a wife. And then Meg Ryan gets to not make a mistake. You know? Right. Um, but it's just so interesting to me. And that does not change the way that I feel about Sweet Home Alabama. Like, <laughs> but it does, because I was not given that lens. You You don't listen to this podcast to hear me act like I have a different lens yeah. for movies. It's sure. just not how I am. But there is some understandably, I think the problem I had with Sweet Home Alabama is it should have just decided if it was like a Wedding Crashers. Like yes. there's a love interest, but whoa, this is ridiculous, everything that's happening. Right. But I don't think it ever makes that decision. Well, yeah. I, so it's a similar vein, but... It, it actually is a the same problem that popped up in Sleepless in Seattle for me. Right. Which is these movies, there's this trend for me of they want to have their cake and eat it too, as in they want to tell the story of I'm not me with this person, I need to be me with this person, but they're afraid of making the person unlikable, but then they're afraid of villainizing their main character by making the breakup hurt at all. And so it just creates this weird world of like, yeah. you're pursuing somebody else while you're with me, but like, I, I see who you are and it's going to be better for you. And yeah, you're right. It would be dumb of me to marry you now. And like all this, st- like, I just get so confused with that because it's like, it's okay. It's okay to be like, wow, that really hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, make it a choice. Yeah. You know, she, this, it, it, it feels like, and let me know if you guys got this read too. Uh, the experience I had watching this movie was similar to if I was in a cave and I found a really old manuscript of the Iliad of the Odyssey, or if I found the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? Some ancient manuscript. And I'm like, so that's where this came from. I feel like we found the source code of the Hallmark movie formula. 
It felt oh. feels, there was it, some Hallmark. It feels Hallmark Prime to me in the sense of like things just happen because they do. And this relationship is better because it is. And yeah, there's no, no reason like, that things just happen and keep happening only because they happen. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it, the, we get so many scenes, especially towards the end of like, of like, you need to go be with your man. And like, but Patrick Dempsey's right here and he's, I mean, his mom kind of sucks, but like, he's, he's the he's JFK fine. fiance of <laughs> New York City. Anybody who turns down McDreamy, sure, should not Big be deal. welcome in Big anyone's deal. home. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I had a hard time swallowing a lot of that, and then throwing a couple Confederate flags and some weird South Rising again <laughs> sort of rhetoric, and you kind of have this weird soup that yeah tastes like dumpsters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Um, we have the Dakota Fanning. Yeah, this had to be one of her first credits. She seems she's really way young. down in Two, the in the list. Like, oh, I'm sure. At the end, well, of the she's movie. only in that very beginning part, yeah, right? Yeah. So 2003, no, 2002. Sweet Home Alabama was the first movie shot in New York post 9-11. Okay. Wow. Um, and so uh, it's Dakota Fanning. Uh, so it's main characters, Mel- Melanie? Melanie and Jack. Melanie and Jack. Jack? Jake. Jake. On the beach, kissing, first kiss, lightning strike. Kiss you anytime I want. Yeah. Uh, I'm which, kiss you which, anytime did I you know, want. Statistically speaking, 50% of all married couples have that written somewhere in their home. Are you serious? No, it's just uh, I feel like it's everywhere though. Yeah. I would uh, believe I made that. that up. I believed yeah. it when you said that. It's kind of like the I love you and I like you. Yeah, I know Chelsea and I love that a lot. I think Parks and Rec is is where that came from. That's where I first heard it. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um. So we have that, and then we go into current life, Melanie, in New York. Fashion show. She's so a fashion that, designer. Hey, was everybody a fashion designer in the early 2000s? Because <laughs> I like feel it. like there's so many movies about fashion designers. Oh, for okay. sure. I have a question for you guys. I feel like the three of us dress pretty well. We talked at length about our self-care routines and sure. how we like to take care of the way we look. Is there something about these clothes that these people are wearing that is better or different than other clothes? In your mind. Oh, it, it just feels the same? I can't tell the difference. But these just look like 2002 clothes. was a fashion vacuum, I think. I okay. think from, from about 1999 <laughs> to 2007, there was this vacuum of like, anything goes, it's a free-for-all, just do it. Well, there is. I mean, this movie looks and feels really dated. I did not look at the date. And when it started, I said, wow, this is so 2002. And Callie pulled up IMDb and was like, yep. This feels more dated to me than Sleepless in Seattle did. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think, think you're given is, a lot more environment this shots. This is aged really poorly. It's aged like milk. Yeah. Yeah. It anyway. has a little bit. So the guy who's her friend, uh, he was Mugatu's assistant. Did you recognize him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who like, he's like, you know, it makes me bloated. Yeah. He's like, shugga him. But yeah, that's who I remember him from. And he was great. I wish I had more of him in this movie. Yeah. The, I had but, fun with him. The, I, I did too. But there's also something else I'm noticing, which is a lot of rom-coms have these like side character best friends that are really only in it to do a couple of things in the movie. Oh, sure. It's weird, right? I mean, uh, that feels like it's a uniquely, normal. Yeah. No, I know, but it feels like a uniquely rom-com thing to have this structure of like, of like friends from home come to the place you go later. Yeah. It's funny too, because I, I want to make more, I should have done more research into, because now that I started looking at it from Shakespeare yeah. and romantic comedies, that feels like a Shakespeare type thing yeah. to have a random side friend who just chimes in every now and, and then. And shows yeah. back up later to play a bigger right. role. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I think I agree with but, that. But and, and again, please, I am not making Sweet Home Alabama 
into Shakespeare right no, now. No, <laughs> but there's, I mean, Shakespeare's in everything a little bit though, right? I he mean, really is. He influences so much. Now, uh, so here's what I'll say. Reese Witherspoon is my super pump. I love Reese For this movie. She doesn't do anything special here. She's just so charming, it yeah. hurts. Yeah, she's from New Orleans. So Chelsea was asking, she was like, I wonder if she had more of a draw. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she did for this movie. Sure. But I wonder too, and that's an interesting th- thing with actors, because uh, I know there's been plenty of movies I've seen where it's a very British person that was playing an American, and then I watched them on a on The Tonight Show or something, and I was like, oh, you're British. And yeah, so right. I wonder too, though, if it's something that as you get into a culture... And acting totally throws a wrench in it. But as, as you get into a culture and it, you start to kind of lose the accent. But Chelsea was wondering yeah, if early on this was just kind of more perfect for kind of early Reese Witherspoon movie I mean, for her be. to have been born in the South. Our, our uh, love, in, not Dempsey, but the other guy is from Georgia, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. But. I think a lot of this movie was filmed in Georgia. I know that they mm-hmm. they land the One of the most plain rural thing in towns like, in yeah. Georgia or something. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't feel like you could pick out the fact that I'm from Georgia just by hearing me talk. And no, and I, I haven't I done any think, work to get rid of it, you know? Yeah, I've, just, been, I've been told I don't even have like a really thick Texas ac- accent, like a yeah. Southern accent. And I, when I'm around family though, it's different. Sure. With yeah. my mom, my mama. My mom, my, my mama. mama. She's from uh, East Texas. That's my super pump as well, is yeah. particularly Reese Witherspoon's accent work. It's it's honestly the only accent work in this movie that I like. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good. Well, and she it feels integrated into the character because I, I think it probably is a part of her actual natural speaking voice. It felt June Carter yeah. Cash. It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. Walk the Line. Well, and I feel like she can she can be pretty consistently be the best thing in a bad movie yeah. often. Yeah. You know, I, I think that she never does a bad job. I think I think she just sort of in the same way that John Krasinski is just like naturally charming and like yes. he can kind of do anything and I'm just on yeah. board instantly. I, I feel the same I, way about her. I, I don't know why they're standing out more to me now, but like the actors too in the movie world that are doing so much behind the scenes as well, like production stuff. Yeah. Like Big Little Lies is like oh, her project. Like yes. this is something that restarted and her book club and all these things that she does. It's I think that's my attraction, one of my main attractions to The Rock. Like someone who's just working all the time. Yeah. And at least is kind of like has their toes. Because to me, it's like all, all you're doing is adding to the body of knowledge. I mean, it's like you're a researcher and right. you're giving me something to influence yeah. something that, to influence something. And yeah. so, oh, that's cool. Reese is one of those at the top, I think, in terms yeah. of what she does. But I yeah, she's a pump for me. She's not the super pump, but um, Fair enough. yeah, she was great. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, we get her at the fashion show and we get her with uh, boyfriend, not yet fiance. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick the, Dempsey. The JFK. The JFK of New York the JFK City. JFK like fiance. I find him very charming. I agree. I, I was charmed by him up until the proposal. And then I was like, wow, this dude's a tool. For like three... Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that from him. We can talk about that. Can Let's we talk, talk about, about the proposal? proposal. So, like that's a big... That is that is a rom-com iconic scene. Is it? Yes. With all, okay, but th- this is the second movie in a row where With somebody Tiffany's. has picked out their own ring. At t- Well, and it's Tiffany's. Was that part of the early 2000s dream? Was like a Tiffany ring that you go pick out yourself? Honestly, I'm not trying to do an advertisement. I think that's time. I think Tiffany is still here. Really? I think Tiffany's... I don't know anything about that stuff. ...is decades and decades. Okay. It's the OG. Chelsea, let me know. Like, there's really not a competition for Tiffany's. Really? You you can't even count Zales and stuff like that. It would be like saying uh, one of the best Hallmark actors is right up there with Meryl Streep. Like, you can't even... Right. Like, it's, well, the there's best two, Hallmark actors... 
a trash can person now. Right. But. There's two There's two worlds there. Sure. And t- it's, Tiffany's has its own tier. And so I think it shows up in rom-coms a lot. I'd love to see how many movies. This proposal is my super dump. Yeah, having having her in the... Having him just be like, congratulations, I, you rented, out, I rented out this store. I'm paying all these employees to just stand there and watch us do this. All these poor people have lives. They don't just live and exist at the <laughs> Tiffany store. Like they're away from their families and the people they care about to watch two random people. And granted, one of them is the JFK like fiance of New York yeah. City to watch two random people get engaged. And the camera keeps cutting to them like we should care what they think about this. This is the most buck wild waste of time I've ever Whoa, seen in a movie. Dude. I hated this album. There's wow. something so, deeper. That's we need to unpack that's that. There's something uh, deeper. I hated this so much. I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty wild too. Just in the sense, again, I, I kept getting struck by like two movies in a row now. The proposal has amounted to, the pinnacle has ended up being like, which ring would you like? Yeah. That's the thing though. For, this dude is a colossal tool. Like, congratulations. So, I can afford anything in this wait, store. Wait, Which one would you like? But you know who else could afford anything in that store? Jake. And he doesn't do it. So I think part of that is to show us the juxtaposition between who she actually loves and who okay, she thinks she loves. But let's be careful here because I don't feel like Patrick Dempsey is ever, I mean, aside from Doge hating him, I don't feel like his character is ever painted in an actual negative light. I feel like he's a sweet I don't guy. either. I can't tell because the movie doesn't know what it is. Oh, like, for that. Like, the thing is, if the movie knew what it was, then we could hate him. Then he could be presented but as I don't this think we're supposed to hate bumbling him. rich guy. Like, like in my mind, he's pre- he should be presented as like a Bobby Newport we're type of character. We're supposed to hate his yeah, mom. Where he's like, great. I've we're supposed been to hate his mom. Kind of I've ever wanted. Yeah. He's yeah. really dumb. Hating yeah. his mom is great, but like, my, my thing boils down to like, when it comes down to it, the bad guy is Reese Witherspoon's character. Mm-hmm. Now, that's she's not a bad guy, but like... Well, she does the most cringy, like, awful things right. in the movie. Yeah. But it's never painted like that, which comes back again to, like... It's the same thing at the... I mean, except for the, the one time the with Bobby hall. Ray. Yeah. But, like, it's it's the dinner from Sleepless in Seattle all over again. Like, yeah. like mm. go be with her. Why are you happy about this? Yeah. Yeah. I get... If you want to say there's an element of like, well, of course I'd rather you be with somebody you love than be with me and not want to be with me. Right. I get that. There's a difference between that and being like, there's a difference between that feeling and like, go get her champ. And it's like, what? If there was so, ever an episode for us to get back on YouTube, it would be this one. <laughs> I am like loving it. So, well, a so lot you're of telling time. me that when McDreamy gets dumped and he says, oh, so that's what it feels like. That dude's not a tool. That's an awful thing to say when you get dumped at your wedding. Oh, that's what it feels like to get dumped. Dude, because- you can't. We but I can't- feel like the point they were trying to make is that that's never happened to him before. Right. Just his response Not to things. Not being dumped makes you a bad no, no, person? No, 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 no. His response to things. He's so entitled. He's the worst. I, I hate feel like that guy. I there feel like entitled been- would be, you can't leave me. This is my wedding. I feel like being like, oh, wow. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. I am wow, nobody's normal. ever dumped me before because I'm pretty great. I guess that's what it feels like to be I one am, of you regulars. I, I don't feel not, like that's what he said. I am not a licensed counselor. Yeah. I am a breed of it. <laughs> Something is telling me, Doge. Give me your hand. Did somebody rich hurt you? Touch his hand, Doge. <laughs> Have you been hurt by someone who had a lot of money and was very attractive? Well, my wife tried to one-up propose me by renting out an entire jewelry store and saying, <laughs> pick what you want, so... No, I I get it. I'm loving how fiery this is. Too. I just hate this guy, I, and it's kind of just I'm I'm drawing that conclusion right now. The summer of love delivers every year. I know we're only two episodes in for this one. It's so divisive, and it's I strange. love the divisiveness. But yeah, no, I, I Patrick Dempsey's character is just so nothing to me. It's funny to, to if me I had that super you pumped have him. Such... Would you have punched me in the neck? <laughs> yes. 
Okay. <laughs> I think that's why I hate him because he's so nothing, and the little bit of things that we get are absolute. Did you ever? Did you ever watch Tool Belt? Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? No. Okay. I've seen a couple episodes. No, I did not. I've seen like eight seasons. He's really? on it. Though? Yeah. Part of why I didn't like him as much in this is because I love his character a lot in Grey's Anatomy, and I know what he's does capable he of with better writing. Stores like a cool JFK like no, fiance? dude. But he does some stuff that might you might not like. He's a brain surgeon that has a lot of money, but. Cool. What a relatable character. <laughs> but he lives in a trailer. Huh? He lives in a trailer. Because he's building a house. Well, you didn't have to say that part. You could have let him have a little fun. Sorry. Uh, what a cool and relatable character. I don't care for Grey's Anatomy. But uh, yeah, so we get the weird proposal and then she's like, but I got to go take care of some stuff. <laughs> yeah, for and sure. And we cut to her in a car. No, the mom up. finds out because she turns the ring back. Oh, mom yeah, holds her hand. True. Mom finds out. Oh, in front of the press. Yeah. yeah. So the mom, the mom is the true villain. Is written to be the true villain. Sure. Of the movie, but there's no real conflict here outside of mom gets the best line of the movie villain. when she says, "Go back to your double wide and fry something." Oh, that yeah. Is, that was that is pretty brutal. That's real pretty good. Rusty. We'll get back there. That's Devastating. pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. So we we after that we go to Babalama. Babalama. And sweet bab Babalama. <laughs> we roll up at Jake's crib. He's got an airplane now. That's new. I love how shocked she is that things have changed in seven years. She's like, that plane didn't used to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been gone for seven years. Oh, this is the dog I love. No, you've been gone for seven years. So what I pump is the surprise of why she's there. Yes, that's that's a good reveal. That that is an interesting plot point. We need to get a divorce because I'm getting remarried. I think I was 100% out on the movie until this happened. I was just not liking this. And then this happened and I was like, oh man, this is really interesting. interesting. Really interesting. I thought it was going to be like her brother or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We see Bryant, Bloodhound, Pump. Yes. Can't super pump him. That'd be offensive. But uh, No way. I love that dog. He's a a good dog. He's a good dog. So uh, their dog that they had before that was Bear. Bear Bryant is the most famous Alabama yep. football coach in here. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, uh, it doesn't necessarily add a lot to it. Nick Saban was a big deal. He is a big deal. Bear Bryant is OG. So mm-hmm. are you familiar with like Cowboys coaches at all? I know that Bear one Bryant of them's name the, was Jason. Bear Bryant, <laughs> Bear Bryant is the Tom Landry of Alabama football. So he has like a dinner that maybe my choir would have to go sing at? That's the I've one. I've done that. Cool. That's the one. Who's DBU the guy? joke. We need to have we need to have a set aside blah, like blah, blah, jingle blah. for a DBU joke anytime it comes up. Like it's like the more you know, but bad. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I do love that reveal. Actually, that's a huge pump from me. Can we have the conversation quickly about uh, now that we're in the South about if we find some portrayals of the South offensive? Yeah, let's talk. about Did you it. find this one offensive? Um. So here's the the honest truth. I'm not typically very offended by portrayals of the South sure. because I don't particularly identify myself with the I South. I would say, I think there's a fair amount of disassociation for me. I feel okay, like I'm cool. watching from the outside because I've I've lived in the South my whole life, but I've lived in metropolitan areas of the South. Like I've never oh. lived in like small town. Like I lived- Oh, I have. Like I've 35 miles outside towns. of Atlanta. Yeah. And I've, 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 I've lived about that far outside of Dallas. Yeah, I've, I've, lived in I've lived in small towns. Uh I think I lived in a small town. I mean, I lived in a small town up until I was 18 years old. So then I came back to Dallas. Um, and both sides of my... So my my dad and my mom, both of their extended families are South. So yeah. it's like a, a more deep-rooted kind of uh, history there. I wasn't... This just felt cartoony. I think there's sometimes... If yeah. you're just going to be like, yeah, yeah, like that is fine with me. 
But I just thought it was an interesting conversation because it was like, there really aren't, I don't know, because with the South comes an assumed ignorance. Sure. Um, And I didn't, it felt like, it, it was clearly conservative. She's like, Anna, wait till I tell him he's a Democrat yeah. and that kind of stuff, uh, which is not untrue about sure. the yeah, South. Yeah, super true about the um, South. Well, I think but, that's part of why it's not offensive to me is because I know a lot of people like this yeah. in a lot of ways. But the, but the like, I dress as a Confederate soldier. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah. And the, I don't know if you saw, they had a they had a Confederate flag pillow on their couch, yeah. which I didn't love. I mean, you know, Mm, yeah. I get it, but it's two, that, 2002. You can say that all you want, but the Civil War was like a long time ago. And like <laughs> anybody holding on to that kind of stuff, I don't know. That's a different yeah, yeah, conversation. Yeah, we don't have to get too deep into that. That's a different conversation. Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to have y'all's opinion on that. I don't think we had ever talked See, about that in a movie. Yeah. I think that, that Alabama is... Babalama. Babalama is the south of the south. You know what I mean? Like sure. Alabama is the butt of the joke in the south. Yes. And so I wonder if I were from Alabama, like... What if I lived in Backwoods, Alabama? What do I think of this movie? Sure, you know what I mean because I think it's because Alabama really is the place that even people in the South are like. At least it's not, at Alabama. Least it's not Alabama. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah, I think I prefer South South portrayals either when it completely knows it's trying to be funny, or when it literally like feels like it finds people from the South. Like That's going back to the Coen Brothers uh, first first season of True Detective. Like sure. everyone involved I, yeah. in that. I was thinking about the movie Bernie the other day with Jack Black. You I still haven't that seen Bernie. I, mean, I know what that. you're talking about though. Yeah, that takes place like about an hour from where I grew up. And it's that is the most accurate. Essentially a serial killer, right? Yeah, most accurate portrayal of a place that I've ever seen in a movie. Wow. Uh, really good, really good performance from Jack Black in that mm. one. Worth, worth a watch. He had Oscar buzz that season. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, cool. But yeah, I just wanted to quickly do that before we get into mullets and jean jackets. And sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty yeah. rough. But all the babies. Before we get into all that is yep. pigeon whatever, falls, fork, fork, pigeon twist, pigeon twist, and shout. Before we get into the meat of this movie, let's get into the middle of our podcast, which of course is shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. That gets worse I went every for a Are different you feeling one. okay? I went for a different one this time. You did. You went, yeah. For a worse one. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. Uh, it's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Oof. You know, the one. First things first, it's going to be our shout out to Waxspace and Tyler Station. Thank you, Waxspace. And thank you, Tyler Station. We're in you right now, drinking your coffee, hanging out, kicking it, recording our podcast. If you're in Dallas and you need a place to work, maybe check them out. Come on. Also, we want to say... Thank you so much for participating in our Instagram questions. Those you have, answer those them, been, and it's awesome. Yeah, those have been fun. It, it is seriously, seriously so much fun. a blast. Yep. So thank you. While we're thanking you for things, uh, we want to thank you in advance for rating and reviewing and subscribing to our podcast. That is yes. the number one way that you can help us out and show one small kindness for the episodes that we bring you every week. You're also welcome to just give us money. That works too. <laughs> or if you have like a product that you want us to talk about, that works too as well. But we're trying to get to 200 reviews on iTunes by our second birthday. That's October 10th of this year. Yeah. Uh, and we're getting really close. So yeah. thank you guys for rating and reviewing and subscribing. And if you haven't, please do it. It's very easy. Speaking of our second birthday, we have something very special planned to celebrate that. And we are going to interview the most famous person <laughs> that we as the Two Chunks community collectively know. It's true. And this isn't a teaser for like, we we know them now. We have no idea who it is. We don't. 
And that's where you come in. We need you to email us at twochunksandahunk at gmail.com. Your famous person that you have a connection to or that somebody you have a connection to has a connection to. We're just trying to feel it out. A couple people have already sent in options and it's looking... It's looking pretty good. It's looking looking honestly way better than we thought. Yeah, that people that you can get a hold of, right? Yes. Yes. Don't just name people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw Tommy Lee Jones once at Mikusina. Like that doesn't work. (laughs) So, I'm just imagining how much fun Tommy Lee Jones would not have on our no. podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get over the fact how big his face is. I is think that would face? be hard. Well, oh, yeah. You he's think like, he has a big he, face? He kind of looks like human boss Nass. <laughs> I think he looks like... I think he looks like Carl from Up. Yeah, very much. That is a big face. So, send in your famous person. Whether this is the person who owns every laundromat in DFW or whether this is the president of the whole entire world. We're going to talk to them about movies, and it's going to be real fun. Just to be clear, the president of the whole entire world is John Stamos. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I agree, but I do. But it's not wrong. Um, we've got something special for you mm. for the Summer of Love next mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had things special every week, but we're ready to make your dreams come true with ooh, ooh, our next ooh, 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 movie, which is 500 Days of Summer. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's different. These first three have all been very different from each other. It's true. Have they not? Which has been great because we didn't pick these. These were voted on by you. You guys seen this one, 500 Days? I I have. have. I have not. I could not tell you what it's about. I'm actually really excited to watch it again because when I first watched it, I did not like it. But I was was young when I watched it and I think it might have been a little like too concepty for me. I won't say it's polarizing. Yeah. But especially with the ending, people either hate or love it. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And on an already feisty, feisty... As long as nobody rents out a jewelry store to propose, I think I'm going to be okay. Uh, oh, uh, you're having a bad time. Uh, I'm just teasing you. Um, also, one more shout out. Story Shape Life is wrapping up their Enneagram podcast. They continue to do a really good job. Thank you guys again. They're going to have the Enneagram 1 is what they're ending on. Um, and uh, again, if you want to listen to me there, if you want to listen to me on the Board Baptist, I'm really, this isn't the only place I go. And the we've d- the Two Chunks press tour mm, yeah, um, <laughs> has been a little bit all over the Metroplex, but... We're selling t-shirts on the website, the Carter yes. Willis World Tour That's podcast it. t-shirts. And there's two things on the there's back. two things. Two places. <laughs> Give the actual address of the places that I went. It's one of those old like Bugs Bunny t-shirts where... Like he's dressed up like a, a rap artist, but it. instead it's just Carter's face. It's him and Taz. Yeah. You're about to, I was like, you're about to talk about something I actually yeah. had. Can you, oh, can sorry. That was, uh, that was my segue coming in and stopping. You, can you find it in your blart to segue us? And uh, here's, my, <laughs> here's my segue driving away, driving us back to the show. And we're back. Hmm. Oh, welcome to the back half of the episode where we all talk like we're from Alabama. Welcome to the backwoods back half, sweet, sweet chunkies. We're here. We and are. We're here and it's me, Luke Bryan. You're, <laughs> you're listening to American Idol. Idol. <laughs> you kind of have to choke on the... Idol. 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 It's the same, it's the same throat position as when Uncle Ben dies in First Spider-Man. Peter. Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter. Here. Yeah. Here. I don't think it... Do you guys have your tonsils? Yeah. 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 I don't think you can do that without tonsils. Oh, really? I'm so glad to have them. I feel like they expand <laughs> and I make I have been throat. holding on to these bad boys for a reason. American Idol. I don't... American I feel, Idol. I think that's all tonsils. American Idol. It's me, Luke Bryan. Brian makes corn and corn makes whiskey and I make American Idol. <laughs> 
Baby, you're a song uh, that makes me want to roll my windows down. Make me want to roll my windows down, but don't let our ratings go down on American Idol. Oh, is it windows down and cruise? I think so. I thought it was groove. Is it cruise? cruise. The song's called Cruise. Oh. So you can't cruise unless your windows are down. (laughs) Well, not if you're with a baby that's a song. Hmm. Because... The song itself makes about as much sense as... Hey, aren't we here to talk about a movie? I thought we were. This is Sorry, fun, I thought we were talking about <laughs> this movie. I got confused. So, um, Melody's life is uh, crashing down around her. Melanie. Melanie? Yeah. Melanie's life is crashing down around her. We had just been talking about a Melody. So that's why you went Maybe she's the baby that... She was a song when she was a baby. She grew up into a Melody. It could be. And it was a groove at some point yeah. in between. And she's cruising. And Anywho. Meeting a bunch of old friends. Meeting a bunch of old friends. We if, I had, if I had a nickel for every time she walked into a new scene, didn't recognize somebody and then go, oh, oh, well, if it isn't so-and-so, then I'm I sure. could have enough money to rent out a jewelry store to propose to somebody. Oh, wow, my there gosh. It is. Dang. This is making, it is a, there's a scar here. <laughs> It's, it's deep. deep. Like the rest of Summer of Love, I'm just trying to <laughs> unpack Doge's hate. I love it. Hmm. Well, that just got that, in all seriousness, that got so old for me. Yeah. The repetitive Every like, scene of like, well, if it isn't you. Yeah. People change in seven years, but not that much, right? Not to the point of unrecognizability. No way. Unrecognizability. <laughs> So we, through a, a series of hilarious hijinks, mm. uh, Melanie's arrested mm-hmm. for doing something with a cow or something. At some no, point. she pushed uh, pushed somebody's mom's tractor into a lake. Oh, that's right. But the somebody is the oh, sheriff of the town it. now. Yep, 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 yep. He arrests her, gets her out of Jake's house. Who later drunkenly suggests to his friends that they go arrest somebody. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we can talk about sort of the the treatment of different types of people. Maybe this is a good spot for that, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've already talked about Confederate flags, and that's problematic, and I don't think anybody's confused about that, probably. Um, we've, got some, we've got some questionable treatment of um, the only gay character in the... Well, one of two gay characters in this movie. And questionable treatment that the only two gay characters in this movie and make guys together with each other at the end of the movie. Of because, course. Uh, because of course they do. Because yeah. it's 2002. I um, do. So I pump Bobby Ray. Yeah, I really I love did. Bobby I liked his character it's a lot. Great. Um, I think it. I think it could have been... I know we're going into a conversation about it. I think it could have been worse. His portrayal... Not his portrayal. Because I think his portrayal was fine. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the treatment. But yeah. it doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that it, it's... It definitely could have been worse, especially for I the mean, time. It, it is special. The South, regardless, like that, I mean, that's a hot button sure. topic. I think so we blow pretty quickly over yeah. Melanie outing him. Outing him at the pool. Yeah. Like that's tough. Hall. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one of those examples where I feel like this has just aged poorly. Like stuff that's kind of played for laughs is just... Not funny. And like, I don't know if that's played for laughs when he's outed, though. I don't think it is. And I think that I think that the fact that we don't spend a longer time having Melanie like make amends and like really like yeah, that's a big deal, huh? Well, what it you felt like it was of- something that was just never talked about, but most people assumed, and then 
the offense was that there. she just yeah. said it. That she right. would stoop that low. What did you guys think of the Melanie sandwich? Not a not a fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, big, big yikes from me on that one. Little strange. That was little strange. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that we we spend a lot of time in the middle of this movie with just like again, I was joking earlier, but like the word is hijinks. Like it's just like, yeah, what trouble can we get up to now? Her parents, I hate that her mom's motivation is like, don't end up like me. Her dad seems to, other than the whole Confederate thing, which is its own thing, but like. Her dad seems to be a nice enough like a guy. Really great dude. And yeah. she's just like, don't end up like me with a husband who loves you. Go get the life you deserve. And dude, that yeah. whole thing's weird. That, this, the middle of the movie is where it gets very hallmark for me. And things just happen because they do. Like, yeah. at one point, she has the papers signed in her possession. And she's still just hanging out in the town. Like, And she doesn't sign them. Yeah. Something that is not... And I think I was so offended by this that the other stuff didn't stand out as much. Something that is not Hallmarkian. And it's my super dump. What on earth happened to the kid that they had that she that she got pregnant we never even addressed no, I thought they, they, I thought they the, lost the baby I thought they lost the baby during pregnancy they lost the baby when was that even said she, she said one point all she, she says, said is mother nature had other ideas mother nature knew I didn't need to be a mom or something like when that when she which says she says awful. that well but I, I did I wish they would have gone into it a little more because they talk about the guilt of them being relieved Sure. And that's that. See, there's so much yes. meat to grab onto there. Yeah. There's so much interesting conversation and characterization there, and they just brush past it. I'll, I'll move my super dump elsewhere. Then I missed that. Yeah, I I think there's a lot happening here in the middle of the movie. Um, we get some, we get a, a strange makeup scene with Bobby sure. Ray and uh, Melanie. And sure, some of the some of the magic of a good rom com is when there are a lot of loose ends tied all at once. Yeah, that's fun to see. Yeah. Yeah. Things come together, and it's not like the making eyes of this one, but like, um, I really wish you guys would watch Four Weddings and a Funeral. It was one that I watched recently, and it's on that poster that Doge saw, so it's definitely considered yeah, like an iconic, uh, a, iconic top 100 sure. movie. Yeah. Um, just to see, A, how Brits basically almost do the same concept as this movie, uh, a similar concept. It's only set at Four Weddings and a Funeral. Like, the entire movie is only set at that. Um, and then just these two the drawbridge is they keep seeing each other at yeah. the same wedding. Um, but it's, it, it does a great job of like six subplots yeah. all finding love or something. It's, yeah. it's great. That's cool. I would be interested to see the, like the writing and revision process for Sweet Home Babalama because it feels like there's a couple of different stories happening. You know what I mean? Like it feels like there's just like, like old old bones of different stories in this. You know yeah, what I mean? I think I agree with that. Well, and I think that's why I'm having a hard time talking about what's happening in the middle of this movie because like, what happened? It's, it's really like, the things that happen in this movie don't feel like a logical progression of one after the other. It feels like a list of things. It's kind of a list of scenes. We want this mind. to happen. Yeah. We want yeah. this to happen. We want, yeah. Um, and so, I, I do know that um, the JFK of New York's mother sends a spy yeah. Nothing ever comes of that, though. Nothing at all. Which is weird, right? Well, well, her super cool JFK-like fiance of New York City thinks that the big plantation is her house. Right. So, I mean, that's something. But he would have thought that regardless because that's the last name that he gave. So, yeah. like, the spy does nothing. Yeah. So, maybe we jump to when uh, the JFK of New York comes to Babalama. Yeah. Do we, do we need to talk about finding out what, what Jake does? When do we find that out? I don't that's know. not until later. Yeah. That's not yet. But we do was know that Jake? he has the glass on his. Yeah. And she was talking earlier about like, they came to New York or whatever. Hey, 
uh, lightning super doesn't do. Yeah, that I was going to say strikes. that's not how. Sand. Are that's you sure? A hundred percent. It doesn't makes, look exactly like that, but it does it. <laughs> it it doesn't. It makes a hollow rock called. Oh, it doesn't make fulgurite. I okay. did the research on that. It makes a hollow rock called fulgurite. In order to get that kind of glass blown sculpture look, you have to go to wait for it a glass blower. <laughs> sure, sure, sculptures. sure. Naturally, uh, I'm okay with them trying to be creative with that concept, though. I mean, I feel like they. It would have been cool if they had taken several pieces of that and made something sure, cool sure, out sure, of sure, it. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. That would have been sweet, but whatevs. Doesn't bother me too much. It's dumb, but it doesn't bother me too much. That's the thing that feels really hallmarky. Where it's just like, yeah, mm, it's funny. There's oh, an article. Dad, Santa. There's an article uh, that came out around that time. There's a sea glass made from lightning, uh, and then it says, "Okay, so now we got another sea glass misconception that needs to be cleared up." The funniness of that is how many <laughs> how sea many glass are there? Yeah. misconceptions are there? Actually, just being like, "I am going to patrol the truth." <sighs> All right, I'm going to tackle glass. this. <laughs> if nobody things, else is going to say it, then I'll be the one who does it's it. It's like you don't the Amy hear, Adams of Arrival. <laughs> it's right. like, okay, who can talk to aliens and understand circle language? Right. <laughs> Let's go get Who knows sea glass? Who knows sea glass? Hey, next time you see the sea glass, ask him what war is. I <laughs> 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 mean, it's a disagreement about what happens when lightning strikes sand. <laughs> so, the JFK of New York City shows up in Babalama, surprises Melanie at a Civil War reenactment battleground. And I did think it was pretty funny whenever she was like, Daddy, very funny. Daddy. And then the one guy sits up from being daddy. He's like, who are you looking for, sweetheart? Yeah. And then his whole regiment sits up. That's really All funny. All of them that dying back again was great. Yeah. That's All of funny. them at once just like, and dropping was great. That was yeah. brilliant. That was one of the, another one of the moments too where I was like, if most of the movie was like this. Yes. That would make more sense to some of the stuff that happens with the plot. uh, Lean in one direction or the other. Like either either you're like a goofy comedy or you're the notebook, but you can't be both. Sure. Yeah. I think it wanted I think it wanted both. It did. I think it wanted both. But um once we once we get that, we get the the I don't even know who you are. And um Jake gives the JFK of New York a ride to the Carmichael residence, but she's smoother. She's not Carmichael. So that's Harry. And uh, I don't really understand what the problem is. Like, they get in a fight, and then her dad finds him on the road and convinces him to come back. It happens because it does. Right. And then they decide to get married in Babalama instead of New York. Super, okay, I know my super dump. The scene of Patrick Dempsey with his mom in her office. You know what I'm talking about? No. When they're they're drinking tea? And they're having an argument. Do you even remember? No. I don't think I remember it's that It's around scene. this time. It is so awful. It is shot awful. It is read awful. Everything about it feels like a one-act play practice. There were so many times <laughs> when I like forcefully rolled my eyes at some of the lines that made it into the shooting script of this movie. Yeah. Like there is so much stuff that's just like, man, that is a just a bad script. Yeah. Yeah. But that that scene... I'm not going to make you go back and watch it. It's I will not. Really I don't remember it at all. It's really bad. I, I like don't remember it at all. It's like they took two of the blind lady that... Uh, Wait, is this when he goes back and is like, is like we're going to get married there? And yes. He's like, well, it's either at the Marriott or the sure, sure, uh, sure, Motel sure. 6, like that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember this. Then. But yeah, it, it, was it is like we took two of that extra from the Empire State Building in Sleepless. <laughs> the only thing I'm not I your mom. 
The only thing I remember about that scene is that they're drinking from white teacups with a purple rim. And I was like, oh, it looks like Chip and Mrs. Potts. He's part of the same tea set. But anyway. <laughs> it's funny. Disney universe. <laughs> Gross. This is a prequel. It's a, it's a sequel many centuries after live action Beauty many. and the Beast. True. And True. the Civil War. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, Gods and Generals, and this movie, same universe confirmed. Same universe, same universe confirmed. That's great. So, um... I, I just want to get to like the wedding and all the stuff at the end. I mean, if you want, let's and, go. And how weird it all is. Um, so she like... And the guy who's looking for her. Yeah. So the guy comes in looking for her. What is he doing in this movie? Why did he get mugged? An old <laughs> man got mugged and dragged away. Like we were on Ripley's ship. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole wedding day... Is weird. It's like, here comes the rain and I'm packing up my stuff because I'm going to go get more of that sea glass stuff. But like, you know, she still loves you. I don't know if she does love me. Let me put on my dress. Am I making a mistake? No, don't make the mistake I did and be in love with the person. Okay, let's get married. And then like, I think we're supposed to infer that she did not sign the divorce papers out of some like fatalistic, like I... Subconscious, I know like, I don't want to marry you. So I yeah. want to stay married to so this other did, person. I'm sorry. Before we keep going on, on I'm going to come in like lightning unpredictable. I need to go back to my super pump. Okay. So my super pump was the Coondog graveyard. Right. Because I think that that is another one of those pieces that it was like, if there was more of this. Right. And the and that, that was an actual Coondog graveyard. Like if there was more yeah. of this version of the South, like the things that are going to be revealing to people that they didn't know about it. And then what comes from that is the culture which comes from that is the decisions that we make and all that kinds of stuff. If they had gone more that route, I'm for it. Because I did think that that was a sweet scene. Yeah, I agree. I, I think agree. we need to do more than caricaturize the South in this in order for it to work. And it makes... it makes or only it, caricaturize. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes the difference of what seven years has a little more tangible. Because sure. they took it in the in the view of a life of a, an animal that doesn't really live long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she was gone long enough to completely miss the It's rest only seven of that. years, but I miss my little buddy kind right. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry. Back to the wedding. No, that's great. I think that's great. Um, I, I just, I'm specifically trying to get to one point in this wedding. And it's when, when it all goes crazy and the lawyer, like, dives over the finish line and comes in with the papers and she's halfway down the aisle. And it's like, wait, maybe I don't want to get married. And then JFK's mom snaps and delivers the sickest burn. Oh my God. Yeah, it's into a comedy central roast. Yeah. It's amazing. Go back to your double wide and deep fry something. Wow. Which is, which is, I mean, click, click, boom. That Let me is, just say, I railed on the script earlier. That is probably one of the most systematic takedowns of a person's entire identity that I have ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a sick, sick, sick burn. That was a good one. <laughs> Very good burn. But then I don't know why Melanie punches her, but she punches her. Because otherwise, why would she have Rock'em Sock'em robots in her wedding cake? I guess that's true. But you can't punch the mayor of New York City, you know? And this is when it's so ridiculous. Everyone starts cheering. The whole wedding claps. But are they cheering that the South has risen? So then the dad says, looks like the South has risen again. No, no, no. He says that first. And then we have the cheer. As far as After I remember. the punch? Yes. And then the cheer? So, so there's that. This is my super dump this moment. It what does represents, that even mean? It represents all of the weirdness in this movie with like Confederate flags and like all this stuff. It's like, why are we glorifying this in any way? This is weird. I mean, the South has risen. It, there is one connotation to that phrase. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, the end. Yeah. And so it's just so strange that it's like, 
Yeehaw, punch the mayor of New York in the face, drop her down, go get your real husband, Jake. South has risen again. And then she goes, if you're on the bright side, stick around. I'm going to go get me a husband. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm blue. And then they kiss on the beach. Yeah. And then they come back. Well, we get the revelation that he's a sand. He we talk, they didn't even talk about the fact that he's a sandglass oh, yeah. boy, and that's what he does. And he that's so why he perhaps, has so much money. Perhaps yeah. it's because the writers of our movie don't. I know from where they're from, they didn't know a lot about the culture. Hopefully, they learned it and tried to immerse themselves. And we talked about how sometimes movies are a research project. It feels like, especially sure, with yeah. our directors. So our two our two uh, writers are from Nevada. And Juneau, Alaska. Okay. So maybe before you say something like the South has risen again, I don't know. I mean, that's American history, right? So yeah. I, I don't feel like anybody's that, confused. Does it make sense why I went straight to that? Like maybe the writers just don't know. Like would I have given them, I don't know if I would have given them a carrot well, if they... I think they're probably trying to play it as a joke without realizing how seriously some people in the deep backwoods hold to that belief. Sure. I mean, that's tough. Uh, the, the, it was it was a tough pill to swallow. The yeah. back half of this movie really yeah. was. And can I take a moment to, like, when we're, I think something that's special about this podcast and that's really fun about this podcast, it does feel like conversation because these are the kind of conversations that we historically would have about movies before the podcast anyway. even started. Yeah. But this this is how much cultural influence can have on movies, and that movies can have on culture. It's this fun, like synergy it's this fun like connection between the two that we can even bring up like American like we're talking about a rom-com starring Reese Witherspoon and Patrick Dempsey right right but then we get to bring this up it is not because we're trying to stretch something we do not rehearse what we're going to talk yeah, about no. like it is not that we're trying to stretch it into some kind of like like you're listening to what is it like the liturgist or this American life or something right. like that it just happens in movies and it yeah. can happen in anything. Sure. I just yeah. love how this podcast gets to talk about some deeper stuff just because it just came up, not because we're reaching for it. Right. Yeah. So that's a little aside. And maybe the deepest thing that I'll ever say is that I laughed very, very hard when Fred Ward's name came up in the opening credits because there was no space and it said Fredward. Fredward. And yeah. I think that's a funny name. Pretty great. Pixar's new movie, Fredward. Fred and uh, I liked the ending credits with the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, sweet. That was fun. That was fun. That and was the Rock'em Sock'em Robot Cake was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was also fun. It was definitely in the movie. Yeah. I watched it happen and then the credits rolled. Yeah. And you boys, I, I'm interested to see if you got the same Venn diagram of people for Jake because I, I was getting equal parts. Dan Stevens. I don't know who that is. Equal the Beast parts. from the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh. Equal Good. parts, Chris Evans and Matthew McConaughey. Not even close for me. Are you serious? Yeah. Watch it again. No, <laughs> no you have to. You have to no, watch it again. You. Dude, you owe it to me. Watch the movie again. I got goofy Dan Stevens. I don't know. I don't know what I got. Man, I got... I got nothing. Maybe it's his blonde sideburns that reminded me of Captain America. I've got it. It was something... It was like... Sean Penn... And a four-piece steak finger country basket from Dairy Queen. <laughs> With the gravy? With the Oh, you got to have the gravy. Let me just say that sounds... In case you're listening to this episode and doubting whether we're real Southerners, that meal sounds amazing to I, me right now. Uh, somebody asked me recently, what is my 
fast food nostalgia? Like what is my could have every day? Dairy Queen. Love it. Crystal. Crystal? A little square oh, burgers. Oh, yeah, because you're here. one of those East boys. We don't have them here. Mm-hmm. I love them. I miss them. Get out of my house. <laughs> Go back East where you're from. Where you're from. Can we rate this movie, please? Please. Sure. I'm in physical pain. We here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of rating movies using the scientific cinema scale. It's perfect. That's why we said we perfected it. Were you listening? Yep. It's as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. We don't need that The next best thing we can ever say, that's buy it and then rent it. That's followed by stream it and then forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God God forsaken us. Sweet Lord baby Jesus has let me down. (laughs) Hey, that's an interesting conversation. Does Talladega Nights represent the South more accurately than Sweet Home Alabama? Sometimes comedy does that. It commits to the bit way more than Sweet Home Alabama does. I agree. Comedy does this thing where it puts a magnifying glass on the things that are there. They're there. Yeah, I I would say. That's interesting. That's funny. Who wants to go first? I can. Okay. So I I will tell you, I think I'm starting to... I, I find that I'm doing... So it's based off of my opinion on this and then also what my recommendation would be. Sure. So for some reason, so I want people to, I want to hear other people's opinions on it. I really do. And I really want to have more of a conversation with Chelsea. Like, what are the things that you like about it? And especially after I've read this article. So for me, it's a stream. I'm not paying any money for this. I'm doing what I literally did for it. But I do want to hear what other people think about it. Yeah. Because there was a handful of, good handful of people that made this a top five of what we had out of 15. That's true. Like, I look at some of the things that didn't make it. So I want to ask, why did this beat that? Why didn't that make it? Yeah. And why did this? Sure. So I will say stream for this movie. If you've been playing along at home, you'll know that it's no secret that I didn't love this one. I'm going to give this a forget it. I wish I hadn't watched it. And if you voted for it, I don't hate you. I'm just disappointed. No, really. I just didn't like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a forget it as well. I think that it it did not, it didn't do anything for me. I didn't like this at all. I think that it's okay if I never see it again. And there's no lessons I took away that would be lost on me if I had not watched it. So this is a, this is a forget it for me. Although, if I could forget it, but just keep the fact that Reese Witherspoon was charming, then yeah, I'm in. But yeah, yeah, Reese Witherspoon's... If only uh, she'd been in another movie. Yeah. It just even won. I, we finished it and all I wanted to do was watch Legally Blonde. What's funny is because I happen to be watching the USA app, the next thing that started to stream was Legally, Legally Blonde. Blonde. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Characters are welcome. So that's what I've always said. <laughs> it's my Twitter bio. They don't know drama, though. I'll tell you that. They no. don't. You know, that's no. more of a TNT thing. TNT and, and they certainly don't have the movies. No. No. <sighs> FX. Yeah, only. So make sure you tune in next week for our review of. 500 days. Are we even a movie review podcast anymore? Or do we just talk about movies? We review. We rate them. Yeah. Tune in for our review of 500 (laughs) Days of Summer next week. It's a movie with Zooey DeChannel. It's a movie. (laughs) And uh, that one guy. I I don't like uh, it, but I love uh, it. uh, Joseph. uh, J.G. Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon. Fefron. Fefron. What a weird thing. And Doge hasn't seen it. Doge hasn't seen it. I have not. What was the one you've seen? Proposal. That's it? You haven't seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Sure haven't. Really excited. This is good. 
Yeah, I don't starting know people, next week, I've seen all of them. People so. told me they were excited for me to watch Sweet Home Alabama, which I bet I did. Let me Are, were these people that know and love you? It was all my enemies. It's just a no. Weird I really thing. do. No, I think it's I, I, people probably want to know your take. Maybe they voted because they wanted us to take it down. Like that's fair. They wanted that to hear us it. hate something. That could be that's it. equally fun. That I could think. be it. So to Sweet Home Alabama, all I've got to say is go back to your double wide and deep fries. Oh, hey now, zing. So to end today's episode, I want us to decide on new states to set this movie in that would drastically change the tone. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I would name this movie Board of Florida. And it's where it's where Melanie Smooter goes to New York, comes back to Florida, and it's just all gators and methamphetamines everywhere. And she got bored of Florida. I don't know. I don't feel good about that. I'm Doge, and let's set it right here in our backyard. It's called X's in Texas. And That's it's, good. it's basically just Scott Pilgrim, and she's got to fight her way through all her ex-boyfriends to get married to this new boy. Mine doesn't have a clever title, but maybe I'll get you with the plot. I'm Carter, and mine is Welcome to Georgia. What Georgia is, is we've got a a Southern guy uh, who realizes that his identity isn't really in the South. His parents wanted him to go to Georgia, so he signs up for college in Georgia, only to find out that his flight is international. He's going to the country of Georgia. (laughs) And so we have a fish-out-of-water story of him discovering, like, I just really need to kind of spread spread myself out, spread my wings and fly. And find somebody over there in Georgia to marry. I love that. Idea. Yeah, that could work. Welcome to Georgia. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.